0: This morning we're still on Thanksgiving weekend and we're going to talk a bit about Thanksgiving this morning you know Thanksgiving it's, a, it's something which is really important and it's something that you know we need to be stirred up with you know from time to time you know it's, sometimes we you know are thankful, we, you know we, we hear a message on it and we're we're thankful for maybe a little bit or a little time, and then it sort of gradually wears off. But God is looking for a thankful people, a thankful people who love Him and are thankful for all that He is and all that He's done. And it's a very important key in our Christian life. If we're going to go on to Zion, if we're going to go on and fulfill the purposes of God, you know, a heart of thanksgiving. It's one of the most powerful keys to experiencing the life and the presence and the blessing of God. It's a, Thanksgiving is a powerful means of transforming ourselves and our circumstances and of even bringing, bringing heaven to earth. You know, thankfulness, it's kind of like the internal health of our soul. And thankfulness enables us to, to soar as eagles in heavenly places, you know, causing us to have victories, victory over life's problems. So thankfulness, thankfulness, such an important key. And in Luke's, Luke's Gospel in chapter six, 17, there we have a very familiar passage, and it's, and it's about the healing of the ten lepers, Luke 17 and verse 11. And we're going to read it together. Let, let's, maybe let's, let's all read this together. Let's all read this together. The words are going to be there. Let's stand, shall we, and we'll, we'll read this passage together. Verses 11, the words are up here. Okay, one, two. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, and with a loud voice glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered, said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger." And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. You know, what a miracle, what a miracle, you know, instantaneous miracle. What a reprieve it would have been for those lepers to be able to get back into normal life after probably many years as an outcast. You know, they weren't even able to live in the town. They had to go outside, outside the city, outside the city walls, or outside the town or village. It was a terrible, terrible stigma to be a leper, you know, in New Testament times. They were outcast. And, you know, they would have been grossly disfigured, a terribly debilitating disease, and, you know, having nothing to look forward to except a lonely, miserable death. Always being rejected, being misjudged. You know, you don't see your family anymore. Having to keep a distance and, and having to yell out, unclean, unclean, to, war- to warn others to stay away from you. I mean, imagine that life. I mean, it's just, it just so, so, so terrible. And yet imagine, instantaneously you're healed. But nine out of the ten who are healed from such a terrible, such a cruel disease, they go on their way, they can't even say thank you. I mean, you know, can you believe it? Can you believe it? Jeremiah says, the heart is deceitful. Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things, the human heart, and desperately corrupt. You know, human nature, being what it is, it is often so ungrateful. And, you know, it's easy to forget to say thank you. It's easy to forget the good things God sends on our way, on our way every day. And instead of, you know, having a heart overflowing with gratitude and with thankfulness to the Lord, often we just focus on our needs, our problems, and what we don't have. You know, Jesus, Jesus was very grieved. He was very sad because nine of those lepers he healed they didn't even bother to come back and say thank you. And then the tenth one, you know, the ten of them were cleansed, ten, ten of them were healed but only one returned to give thanks. And Jesus said to him, you know, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. And notice in that verse, verse 19, your faith has made you whole. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is powerful. Thanksgiving can release faith in our lives. And Jesus said, your faith. Has has made you whole. And he did not say to the others, they were made whole. The others were cleansed, the others were healed physically, but he said to the that one who came who gave gave thanks, Your faith has made you whole. And it seems that he was his whole being, his spirit, his soul, and his body were completely healed. The others just had that physical healing only. But what a, what, a, what a tremendous miracle, and it's hard to imagine those nine, uh, an incredible miracle like that, which would change their whole lives. And they don't even go back. They don't even, they don't even say thanks. They don't even acknowledge what has been done. Now, the opposite of thanksgiving, of course, is unthankfulness murmuring, complaining, being critical, and unthankfulness. You know, it's a sign of the times we're living. It's a sign of the age we're living in. And Paul brings this out clearly in 2 Timothy 3, and in verse 2, Paul is speaking to his son in the faith, Timothy, and he's speaking to him about the the last days. He said perilous times will come. Dangerous times will come. And it speaks there in verse 2 of, of those who are unthankful. Unthankful. And so many are unthankful. So many children are unthankful. So many youth are unthankful. Children are th- unthankful. Elder, elderly people, you know, unthankful. So many. So many have no Gratitude. In Romans chapter 1, speaking there of the, the, the people going, in, going into all kinds, of, all kinds of sin and leaving the natural, going to the, what is not natural and going into homosexuality and, and things that are an abomination to God. And it says there in Romans 1, verse 21, in the midst of talking about these terrible sins, it says, neither were they thankful. They were, neither were they thankful. They were not thankful. A long list of long list of sins. And you know, there was and, and one of them was they're yeah, unthankful. Unthankful. And it says in Romans chapter one, God gave them up. God gave them up. Their, their foolish heart was darkened. The foolish heart was darkened. God gave them up. And God gave them up to a reprobate mind. And a reprobate mind is a mind. That's, you know, it's incapable of thinking, sound good, sound judgment. It can't make good decisions. It's a reprobate mind. And so, you know, when we're un- unthankful, it can even, the dangers of unthankfulness is, the da- it can it open our heart, can open up our heart even to terrible sins. Way back in the 1860s in England, there was a ship that sank The name of it was the Spencer Edwards, and there was a man on shore, and actually he was a Bible school student, and he swam out, and he rescued a lady, and rescued her, brought her back to the shore, and then he went back again, swam out again, and he ended up rescuing 17 lives, 17 lives he saved from, from, from drowning, from certain death, and it was indeed a heroic effort. And in, in the, in the proce- process of doing that, he just about died himself, his health was broken. And many years later, he was asked about his remembrance. He was asked his remembrance about this heroic rescue, which he performed you know, many years back. And this was his reply. Out of 17 I rescued, Not one returned to thank me. I mean, he'd risked his life. He risked his own life. He'd saved 17. And not even one of them returned back to thank him. And that's uh, Jeremiah 17. That's the human heart, the human heart, without God, without the Lord. Jeremiah 17.9 is desperately corrupt. And so Luke seventeen, Jesus healed the ten, an amazing miracle, but yet nine nine of them are unthankful. And we see the same thing with the children of Israel in the Old Testament. And that journey of the children of Israel, it is given for our instruction, it is given for our learning, our instruction and our learning. And it tells us in 1 Corinthians Corinthians 10, verse 11, Now these things happened unto them, for examples, and they are written for our admonition. In other words, what happened to the children of Israel is written so that we can be instructed, so that we can learn, upon whom the ends of the world does come. And a whole generation, a whole generation, People, they they perished in the wilderness. A whole generation did not get into the promised land. And the reason was, basically, they were unthankful. They murmured. They complained. Their hearts were full of of unbelief. And we see in verse 10, it it speaks about, well, first, in in verse 6 to start with, it says, they were lusting after evil things and and Paul warns is warning here, the Corinthians, he said, Don't be idolatrous, like like some of the children of Israel were. And and it says and it said, Don't commit fornication, sexual sin, as some of them committed. And God's judgment came, 23 died in one day. Verse 9, neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted, and were destroyed of serpents. And then verse 10, don't murmur, don't murmur. And murmuring and and unthankfulness are very similar. And don't murmur as some of those murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. A whole generation perished in the wilderness. Because of unbelief, murmuring, criticism. Basically, they weren't thankful. They weren't thankful. God, did, God even did miracles for them. I mean, they, they saw God open up the Red Sea. And they crossed the Red Sea on dry land. Then they had a time they had no water. And Moses took the rock, took, took his rod. And he struck the rock at the command of the Lord. And that rock split open. And everyone's thirst was quenched. They'd seen God do mighty miracles. Every morning, the manna came down from heaven and God provided their sustenance. They were fed, And so they'd seen miracles. They'd seen the goodness of God. They'd seen God providing for them. And here they are when there's some kind of problem, then they just murmur, they complain. They're not thankful for what's been done for them. And they were just full of murmuring, murmuring. They murmured about the way in the desert in Numbers chapter 11. They murmured and complained about the food. It was miracle food, but they murmured and they complained also in Numbers chapter 11. They murmured because you know, of the, the giants which were in the promise, promised land, which the spies spoke about. They murmured because of Moses and their leaders. And they, they stood, stood, stood against the leader, Moses, and, and, and the leaders, They murmured, they murmured, they complained. They murmured murmured because of the desert. Anything they could think of, they complained about. They murmured. They were so unthankful. And God did not reveal his purposes to those who murmured. They perished in the wilderness. And if we're going to go on to Zion, if we're going to fulfill the purpose of God, in our own lives, if we're going to, as a church, fulfill God's plan and purposes for us in Mount Zion Church, you know, we must be a grateful people. We must be a thankful people. You know, where there is murmuring and unbelief and, un, uh, and unthankfulness, I mean, God, God's judgment will come. And God's judgment did come. And they perished in the wilderness. And they never got into the promised land. You know, it's a sad thing to think that in type, in type, they come out of Egypt. That speaks of coming out of the world. Or it speaks, in type, it speaks of them experiencing salvation. And then after they came out of Egypt, they came to the Red Sea, God did a miracle, and they crossed over the Red Sea. And the scriptures tell us that that experience of crossing the Red Sea, that is a type in the Old Testament, a type of water baptism. So in, t- in, in type... That generation in the wilderness, they had, they'd been saved, they come out of Egypt, they'd crossed over the Red Sea, that's a picture of water baptism, and also they came to Mount Sinai in the third month. And Mount Sinai, that is a type of coming into the experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues. So in type, we could say that the children of Israel that generation, all those who were 20 years of age and older, we could say in type, we could say they were like Pentecostal believers who'd been saved, who'd been baptised in water and who'd been baptised in the Holy Spirit, but they perished in the wilderness. They did, not, they did not enter the promised land. They did not get into their inheritance. They did not fulfil the purpose of God for their lives and for us. That should spur us on. That should be a a great warning for us, that by the grace of God, we, we thank God for salvation and water baptism and the baptism of the Spirit, and they're important and they're necessary to going on. But we thank God. We don't stop there. We go on. God is much more. We're going on to Zion, going on to the mountain, the holy mountain of the Lord, to spiritual Mount Zion. And to go into the inheritance that God has for us as individuals and the inheritance that God has for us as a church. And so, by the grace of God, we don't want to miss out and forfeit everything God has for us, you know, because of unthankfulness. They murmured, they complained, they were not thankful. They never learned to give thanks to God and, you know, 40 years later, after coming out of Egypt, that whole generation, that whole generation, they perished in the wilderness. Only, only Joshua and Caleb, who had a spirit of faith, who believed God, who had no belief, and who were thankful, they were the ones to enter into the promised land. So they were terribly unthankful you know co- complaining and being unthankful you know they go hand in hand psalm 77 verse 3 said i complained and my spirit was overwhelmed you know when we complain or when we are un- unthankful it affects our spirit in a negative way and it brings defeat you know some people live in defeat because they're always complaining They're always criticizing, they're always complaining, they're always murmuring. Nothing's always good enough, nothing's ever right, and they just murmur and complain. Think of the Lord Jesus. Just before he went to the cross at that last supper, Matthew 26, verse 27, he took the cup. He took the cup, and he knew. When he took that cup, he knew his blood was going to be Shed. He knew he was going to die. He knew he was going to suffer and be tortured. But what did he do? He gave thanks. He gave thanks. And as we have our communion, you know, we, we, we give thanks. And Jesus gave thanks knowing that he was, the, you know, the very next day he was, he was to go to the cross. He took the cup and he gave thanks. You know, in, the, in heaven, when the angels are worshipping the Lord in heaven, they're going to fall down on their faces before the throne. And they're going to say blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honour and power and might be unto the Lamb. Oh, they're full of thankfulness, of thankfulness to the Lamb, full of thankfulness to the Lamb for all he is and for all he has done. And, you know, we can, we can practice thanksgiving. We can practice thanksgiving. It begins in the home. You know, husbands, appreciate your wives and thank them often for the things you do. Wives, learn to appreciate your husbands more and more and look for ways of thanking them for things that they do. Parents, you know, appreciate your children, affirm them, thank them for when they do well, when they do right, when they obey. Children, thank your parents for things they do for you and, and develop it. Encourage one another to be thankful you know, in the home because what we do you know, in the home, we're going to do in other places as well. And thanksgiving, having a heart of thanksgiving, even in our, in our prayer life, in prayer, is very important. In fact, when Paul, when he begins his epistles, he nearly, he nearly always begins by thanking God thanking God for their believers. And in Romans 1 1 and verse 8, Paul says, First, I thank my God through through Jesus Christ for you all and that your faith is spoken of. And even with the Corinthians, and there were some serious issues that that Paul had to address with, with the Corinthian church. But when he begins his letter to them, in First Corinthians 1, verse 4, he said, I thank my God always, I thank my God always on your behalf. And there were serious problems in that church. But they had areas where they did excel. And, you know, Paul saw that. He commented on it. He appreciated it. And thankfulness, thankfulness. Ephesians 1, when he writes to the, uh, Paul writes to the Ephesians, Ephesians one verse fifteen and sixteen. Again, he mentions, you know, when, when he when he heard about their faith in the Lord Jesus and love, and love of all the saints. And then verse sixteen, he, he, Paul says to the Ephesian church, he says, I cease not to give thanks. In other words, he, he, he's keeping on giving thanks. I cease not; it keeps on giving thanks for them. He's so grateful for them. He thank, thanks God for them, and that's why you know when we have our time of prayer, it's good to begin our time of prayer with thanksgiving. Thank thank there's many things we can thank God for, and you know we sing, "I will enter His gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter His courts with praise." But thanksgiving, it's like the foundation of praise and worship. We, we, we first come into God's presence, that foundation, with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving. And Psalm 100 and verse 4 shows us how to enter into God's presence. God loves those who are thankful in heart. God loves those who are thankful in heart. And you know, that, that's, we come into God's presence with thanksgiving. The Amplified Bible translates that and it says, Psalm 100 and verse 4 Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and with a thank offering and into his courts with praise be thankful and say and be thankful and say so to him in other words tell the lord that you're thankful say so to him bless and affectionately praise his name so we can thank him thank him thank him Especially, We can thank him each day for you know, his great salvation and for you know, his innumerable blessings in our life. Don't just look on the bad side. Look on the good side and what God has done and thank him and thank him for it. You know, we've received salvation. We've received forgiveness of sins. We've, Christ has come into our lives. Jesus has transformed us. He's baptized most of us in the Holy Spirit. He's answered many prayers. Oh, he's given us, you know, so much. You know, food and shelter and clothes and friends and provision. Oh, the goodness of God. You know, our our hearts should be bursting with thanksgiving to the Lord for all that he is. Thanksgiving, as we mentioned, thanksgiving releases faith. And that leper, your faith, your faith has made you whole. And even in our prayer so... Without thanksgiving, you know, our prayers can be limited, our prayers can be hindered. And when Paul writes to the Philippians, Philippians 4, he says, Don't worry, don't be anxious about things, but in everything with prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known. So when we bring our requests, our prayer requests, what we're asking for, when we bring it to the Lord, how are we to bring it? We're to bring it, not just give me, give me, give me, give me attitude, but we're to, we're to bring our request with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving helps prayer. And uh, oh, that we would be, you know, thankful hearts. We'd love him, we'd be thankful to him. And for all he hears, all that he's done. There's a British m- missionary his name was Hyde, John Hyde, and you know he prayed. He prayed so much. He prayed so much that he was given the name of Praying Hyde. Praying Hyde. And this is way back in the early early 1900s. But there was another missionary who worked with him, who was you know quite backslidden and half-hearted, cold-hearted, and often when. John Hyde, when he, when he went to, to pray for this other missionary, he said, you know, he, he, he'd, he'd go to the Lord complaining about the other missionary and murmuring. And he would say, you know, oh God, you know how difficult, how cold, his heart, how cold his heart is. And, you know, the Holy Spirit rebuked him and said, and the Holy Spirit spoke to him, don't accuse him, but thank God for the good things in his life. Thank God for the good things, and then he thought hard, and he he, he couldn 't really think of anything for a minute or two, but then he realized, yes, he was a, he was a generous man, so he changed his prayer instead of complaining about to the Lord about all his faults, he changed his prayer to a, to thanksgiving. He said, well, I thank you, Lord, for this other missionary, and I thank you, Lord, that he is a generous man, has been kind to various people and as he prayed like that, then you know that other man's life, that that other missionary, he 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 met with the Lord. His life was changed, and uh, he was re- he was there was a real restoration took place in his in his the, the other missionary's life. The fire of God began to burn in, in his heart. And you know, his cold heart was set ablaze for the Lord, and he was on fire for the Lord, and John Hyde and that other missionary became the best of friends, very close friends. There's a verse in Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians, which says, "And this is Paul writing to the Thessalonians. And he tells them in verse chapter five, verse 18, again, another very familiar verse, but it says there, in everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. Now, Paul started that that church at Thessalonica on a second missionary journey. And he preached there for three Sabbath days, three uh, Saturday mornings, three Sabbath days. And he preached in the synagogue. And as a result of that, a church was... Formed a church was established, and then he had to leave. He didn't want to leave, but he had to leave because persecution started, and you know other Jews who had who got uh, who who were against Paul, you know, came from other cities. They came to persecute him. So Paul had to leave because of persecution, and those believers in that church. I mean, they suffered. They were persecuted. There were difficult times for them, and then Paul shortly afterwards. He writes to them, um, and he writes to the Thessalonians, and he tells them this. He says, in everything, you've everything, and they were being cursed, persecuted, they were suffering, they were going through trials, they were going through difficult times. And Paul says to those Thessalonian believers, he said, in everything, in everything, give thanks. No matter what your situation is, give thanks. Quite a tall order. You know, one time, again, many years back, but we, we'd been in India for four years with a family. We were coming back to New Zealand after four years in India. And and then Pastor Bailey had invited us to come to the States. This was in back in 1987. And we stayed in New Zealand over Christmas and with our families there, and then on the way to the States, we stopped in the, uh, the, the country of Fiji. And Fiji is, and I, it's about, that's about three hours, three hours flight from New Zealand, from Auckland, New Zealand. And um, Fiji, there's a lot of uh, Fijians and there's a lot of Indians um, in Fiji. And anyway, they'd uh, arranged for me. I was speaking in an Indian church there over the, over the weekend. And we arrived, I think it was on the Friday night we arrived and the pastor picked us up at the airport and he took us to the hotel room, we went to the hotel, we put all our bags down in the hotel and then we, and then we, the, the pastor took us to his house, nearby house and for a good Indian, Indian chicken curry, which we enjoyed. And then, then he dropped us back at the, dropped us back at the hotel afterwards and okay, we got to the hotel, and I got out the key to the hotel door, and opened the door, and we opened the door up, and a thief had come, and the place was shambles, all our suitcases were all tipped up and gone through everything, and, you know, our kids, they had their toys, they, they, they were electronic toys they had and been given a Christmas present, they were, they were, they were stolen, Uh, Marilyn had a musical instrument she played that was stolen, Uh, I had, uh, I had a a jacket stolen, leather jacket I had that was stolen, I had shoes stolen, and, and so many things were gone, we had money stolen, but praise God we had our passports were there, and everything was, you know, and you know, when I saw that, it was our first night, our first night after leaving New Zealand on our way up to the States. And and I was just devastated. I just saw the mess and I saw the thing. And, and I I was just, and I was complaining big time. And, I you know, I was murmuring, complaining, unthankful. And I can remember, you know, saying to the Lord, well, Lord, you know, we've, made many sacrifices. We served you in India and, and, you know, gone through this problem and this problem and that problem and, you know, temperatures of, you know, over 100 degrees and, and so many difficulties and Lord, you know, we're serving you and, and Lord, you know, you could have easily stopped this. You, you know, you allow this to happen. And I was, you know, really, you know, I didn't say anything, but that's what was going on in my heart. And, and just, I remember it just so vividly. Just the Holy Spirit just rebuked me. And very clearly, sharply, and it and just Hebrews 10, Hebrews 10, 34, just came into my heart straight away, very clear. And it says, rejoice in the spoiling of your goods. And rejoicing and giving thanks because a thief had come, you know, that was the last thing I felt like doing. But it just came so clearly and, and somehow by the grace of God, I obeyed and I got Marilyn and the kids together and we joined hands together, we joined hands together. And, and, and we'd, read in that, we'd read in the newspaper that, that morning, there'd been some foreigners in, in Latoka where we were and I think they'd been stabbed and, and robbed, robbed of all their money. And, and I, that, that had been, you know, in the, so we, that, that, had, that had happened. And so, anyway, we, Marilyn and I, and we, we, just, we just joined hands together. We joined hands together. And, and before it happened, b- b- what had happened is that a guy had, had climbed up a drain pipe from outside and he had a big screwdriver, which he'd left behind, and he'd forced the window open and, and he'd got in. So, and the screwdriver a huge screwdriver was left, and anyway, um, you know we joined our hands together and and it was hard, but we began to give thanks. We began to just thank the Lord, and the, the Lord was in control, and you know, I was able to say, "Well, thank you, Lord, I still have my passport. Thank you, Lord. We can still get you know we can go to the states, we can, we can still get back to india and and, and and thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. we were. We were not stamped, we were not stabbed like those other foreign, foreigners. But thank you, Lord, we have good health and nothing's wrong with our, our bodies. And we began to look for things to thank for, to thank the Lord for. And as we thank God, as we thank God, I think we began to sing as well. We, we, we sang a, a song of victory in the Lord and rejoice. And just the joy of the Lord just began welling up in our hearts. And the peace of God came and You know, it was amazing when we eventually got to America. People gave us things and so on. And by the time we got back to India, virtually everything we'd lost, got stolen, you know, had been returned to us. And uh, it was just amazing how God provided. But in everything, in everything, give thanks. You know, that's easy to quote. It's easy to quote, but when things are going wrong, uh, you know, it's... Not so easy to, to to quote. But you know, as we as we are faithful in that and everything give thanks, God can use that to turn the tide in our situation, to turn the tide in our circumstances, and bring us, you know, from defeat into victory. And in everything give thanks. And anyway, looking back over that experience, you know, now well after that happened, you know, you, you look back on it and you know you, you're thankful. That it happened, because you know you learned from it, and uh, and uh, you know God did a work in you as a result. Another uh, another um, man of God, his name was Matthew Henry. He, he's written a, a commentary on the on the whole Bible, and there was one one time, you know, he was he was robbed. He was robbed, and then he then he wrote. He wrote this you know, I, 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 I am thankful, even though he was robbed. He says, I am thankful because I've never been robbed before. And then he said, you know, he said, I am thankful because they only took my wallet and they did not take my life. And then he said, I'm thankful because there was not much money in my wallet. And then he said, I'm thankful, I'm thankful that it was I who was robbed, and it was not I who robbed somebody else. So, you know, I thought that's uh, that's great. I mean, even in a terrible situation like that, he's able to find things to thank God for. And if he can do that, you can, in, in our situations, in your situation, my situations, even though You know, things are going wrong, maybe. I'm sure in those situations, yet we can still find things to thank God for, to thank God for. In fact, in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 8, it says, in everything give thanks. But in Ephesians 5 and verse 20, it says, give thanks always for all things. So give thanks for all things. In, Ephes- and in Thessalonians, it's in everything, give thanks. In Ephesians 5, verse 20, it says, give thanks always, always give thanks, and it says for all things. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean just good things? Or does that mean things that aren't, aren't so good for the bad things as well? Corrie ten Boom. She's a, she's a Dutch lady, or she, she's gone to be with the Lord now. She wrote the book, The Hiding Place, and, and in fact, he wrote a number of books, and she's, she was from Holland, and she and her family, her, her father was a watchmaker and a watch repairer, cl- clocks and so on, and they lived in, 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 in the Netherlands, in Holland, and she and her family, they hid the Jews, and they, they rescued Jews in Holland and to help them so they would not have to go to the gas chambers and be killed and they had a thing in the in the roof just under the roof in the ceiling and a special trap door going up to it and she and her family hid these jews from from going to the gas chambers during world war II. and in september 1944 the nazis deported eventually the nazis you know caught up with them and found them and uh, they they uh, realised what was going on, and Corrie, the, the the daughter, and her sister Betsy, they were taken to uh, the concentrate concentration camp in Germany. It was Ravensbrück twenty eight, the, the concentrate concentration camp there, and uh, and then it was to go. I think the aim was to go to the gas chambers. It was it was very crowded. They were but they were there at this concentration camp for a time. It was very crowded, there was no mattresses, there was just straw, it stunk, and, and, and all the people there, and the whole place was just full of lice. And then, you know, Corrie, at first she was murmuring, complaining, and she said, you know, how, how can we live here? How, how is it possible we can live here? But Betsy, her sister, she insisted, Ephesians 5.20. What are we to do? Give thanks for all things. And so Betsy told Corrie and insisted that they pray and they give thanks, give God thanks for the lace. So they did that. Betsy was not overjoyed at that, her suggestion. But but anyway, they obeyed and they gave thanks for the lice they gave thanks for the lice and after they'd done that God 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 met them in a in a in a wonderful way and a mini revival broke out you know amongst all the women who were who were all in that big area and they had meetings twice a day they had meetings they had worship times and many women many many women came to the Lord and What had happened is the Nazi guards, who were supposed to be guarding them, knew there were lice all throughout that place, and because of the lice, because of the because of the lice, then they kept far away, far away, and they had the place to themselves, and they had revival meetings, and many, many women came to the Lord. So even in the you know, so you know, Betsy was right. She thanked God for the lice, and because of the lice it resulted in many wonderfully getting saved and coming to the Lord. And, you know, things are not quite the same as they used to be with COVID here and everything else. Times of, uh, you know, difficult times and and for certain ones anyway. Uh, But we must be careful in whatsoever situation we're in. And when things go wrong, the difficulties and th- things going wrong, problems, all, all of us face them in some way or another. And, but we must guard our lips. Practice thanksgiving. Be a thankful person. Husbands, wives, children. And, you know, be thankful, be thankful. Don't murmur, don't complain. You know, if you, if you can't say something good, zip up the lips, zip them up. And don't let them be complaining lips, murmuring lips, critical lips. But by the grace of God, by the grace of God, may we have a thankful heart and thankful, let our conversation be full of thankfulness. So 1 Thessalonians, I in everything give thanks. And Ephesians 5.20, giving thanks always for all things. Heavenly Father, Lord, we bless you. We love you. You're an awesome God. And Lord, we, are, we, we thank you at this Thanksgiving time, this Thanksgiving weekend. We thank you, Lord, for a, for, a, for a good Thanksgiving, a wonderful Thanksgiving. We thank you, Lord Jesus. You have blessed us with so many blessings, spiritually, physically, materially, in every way. Oh, God. And Lord, we just want to thank you, thank you, thank you. Help us. Lord Jesus, Lord, not to be like those that murmur and complain. But, oh, God, Lord, we pray you just help us to be grateful, to have a heart of thankfulness. And, uh, Lord, be known that we are a people who love you and are thankful. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for all your goodness. And, Lord, I pray, oh, God, you'd help us, Lord, in a practical way to be Lord, thankful, thankful, thankful to you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you to one another. Thank you, thankful for our families. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Lord, seal this word in our hearts. Work it out in our lives, we pray. Lord, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.